0: Jesus says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. So let's pray and ask that God would help us today to hear what Jesus says. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to hear from your word. We pray that you would give us the ears to hear that what Jesus is saying. We pray that you would help us to follow him and we pray this in Jesus name Amen <clears throat> This morning uh, I want to start by finding out a little bit about everyone in church Okay, so I've got a quick far quiz to see what you like or what you don't like <laughs> it's very simple I'll give you two options if you like the first one you stand up and if you like the second one you sit down okay is that that clear the other option was going to be if you like the first one you walk up towards the front and the second one down towards the back so maybe this is better that you just stand or sit okay here's the first one stand if you like ice cream or stay seated if you like custard ice cream or custard okay very good here's the next one stay standing stay standing don't worry okay stay standing going by boat or going by plane boat or plane Ooh, most people like the plane right okay next one this, this is a hard one now okay mast spuds or chips stay standing for mast spuds And sit down for chips. Okay, interesting. Stand for chocolate, or sit down for crisps. (laughs) Stand for Cadbury's, like Dairy Milk, or sit down for Galaxy. Oh, that's the hard one for most people okay Calgary I think has it Liverpool or Man United <laughs> 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 and you can take a seat <laughs> neither option do <David>? we no <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know each other a little bit better now after that some of the questions they might have been very easy to decide there was no, um, no problem uh, deciding at all other than might have been a wee bit more difficult wasn't it some of them were hard maybe to decide which you liked at which you would put in first place Today in our Bible reading, that's what Jesus wants us to do as well. To put something or someone in first place in our life. I don't know about you, but whenever we had the passage read, I wonder, were you a little bit shocked? A little bit, did Jesus really say that? Because Jesus says something that's really hard to understand. Look at verse 26. If you turn back at a page in the service sheet. Uh, Verse 26. And Jesus says this. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother. His wife and children. His brothers and sisters. Yes, even his own life. He cannot be My disciple. Really? Jesus wants us to hate people. To hate the people who are closest to us. Our mum and dad. Our brothers and sisters. Our husband or wife and kids. Really? Why does Jesus say that? Hate is such a strong word. Maybe you have heard that shouted at you before. I hate you. Or maybe you found yourself saying that. Or shouting that I hate you. To somebody else. Is this really what Jesus said? He wants us to hate people. Jesus who shows us God's love. Jesus who who loves us. As we sing. To quote those well known philosophers will I am and the black eyed peas where is the love but Luke helps us to understand what Jesus means look at the first verse in the reading verse 25 it says this large crowds were travelling with Jesus and turning to them he said if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother you see, there's a big crowd following Jesus. It looks great. There are lots of people who want to be with Jesus. But Jesus says what they need to do to follow him. You see, Jesus is on the way to Jerusalem. He's going up to die on the cross. He already knows this. From Luke chapter 9, right through He has set his face to go to Jerusalem. And now we're in chapter 14. Jesus knows what is in front of him. He knows that he is going to die on the cross. And so he wants the crowd to know as well what it means. He doesn't want to have thousands of half interested people going along for the crack. He wants followers, disciples, people who are committed 100%. So think back to the quiz that we did at the start. You had two options and you had to pick which one you liked the best. Maybe sometimes in some of the questions you liked both of them. But you had to make a choice. You had to decide which one was your favourite. And the Jews had a way of speaking that to make a choice, you loved one and you hated the other. It doesn't mean that you actually hate it, it just means that it's not number one. It's a way of showing that Jesus is number one. He's not saying to hate people. Especially your family. He's saying put me at number one. Be committed to following me. And everything else comes after. So put Jesus. Number one. But he says this isn't always easy. Because following Jesus never is. Because Jesus then goes on to say what else you have to do. As you follow him. verse 27. Anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Now Jesus isn't saying that we should get two bits of wood and hammer them with nails together and then go around carrying that everywhere we go. It would be a bit awkward tomorrow to carry your school bag and to carry a big wooden cross, wouldn't it? It wouldn't make it very easy to go around. But what Jesus is saying is he wants us to follow him. To give up our own wants. To do what he wants us to do. You see, think of that big crowd of people who are following Jesus. They're they're half interested. They just follow because they want to see a miracle. They want to see Jesus do some kind of magic trick. And he says... That they need to count the cost. To weigh it up. To make a careful decision before they commit. Are they really ready to follow him? With all that it means. Are we ready to follow Jesus? And to keep on following him? Jesus gives us two pictures of what it means to follow But for a moment, think about counting the cost. Imagine that there's a toy or a computer game or something that you really want to buy, right? Maybe you got, did anyone get a computer at Christmas or anything like that or, yeah? So what was it? PS4. PS4. Okay, so imagine, I don't know, FIFA 16, is that a game? Have you got that game? You have that game. Okay, some other game. Right? And you know that it costs what, forty quid. Right? So you look in your wallet and you go, Have I got enough money to buy this? And you only have ten pound. What do you do? (laughs) (laughs) You go to your mum if you don't have the money. But you don't actually have the money, so you can't buy that game until you get enough pocket money or Or do the chores or whatever you have to do to earn money. Or else, ask your mum. Or your dad. dad. Yeah, ask someone. You need to count the cost to see if you can actually go into the shop and buy it. Because if you go into the shop and you lift it and you say, I want this game. And the shop assistant says, that's £40. And you say, there's my £10. What are they going to do? They're going to look at you and go, why is that Maybe they, maybe they would give you a discount, But 75% on a brand new game, I doubt it somehow. But you could try it and have your mum beside you just in case it doesn't work. Jesus tells us two stories, two pictures of um, what it means to follow him. What it means to count the cost and make that decision. And the first one is a man building a tower. Now I'm going to build a tower right now. Okay? In fact, I'm going to build the tallest tower you have ever seen built of Jenga bricks. Okay? It's going to be so big that I'm not going to live in the rectory anymore. I'm going to be able to live in this tower of Jenga bricks. Okay, and we're going to take photos and we're going to send it into the impartial reporter and um, we're going to put it on the church Facebook page that I am going to build this tower of Jenga bricks in the church and live in it. How great does that sound? Sounds brilliant, doesn't it? Okay, so let's get started. Here I have my Jenga bricks. So, will someone help? start raising the car there is the first level and there is the next level It's going to be really warm for the winter. So it is. Bring it, Um, can you see that see my great tower that I'm going to live in Um, now imagine that the photo was already in the impartial and it was already on Facebook and then people came to see my wonderful tower what would they do they would laugh at me They would say, He is silly. He is very silly to think that he was going to be able to build a big tower of Jenga bricks and live in it. You see, I didn't count the cost. I didn't say, I only have about, what, 50 bricks. This isn't going to be enough to build a tower. I can't afford it. I can't do it. And Jesus tells us the story of a man who wanted to build a tower. And he says you first have to count the cost. You have to see, have you got the money to be able to do it before you do it? Because otherwise people will ridicule you. People will laugh at you. That you started and then you had to stop. And Jesus says that's like following him. To be sure that when you start to follow him, that you can follow it through. That you can do it that you'll be able to keep going otherwise it'll be like that tower that was started and then everyone laughs at him and goes look at him he can't, uh, couldn't finish it and Jesus tells us another story it's about a king have we got a king? anyone like to be a king for a day? no one wants to be a king anyone want to be a king? Mark You be a king sorry this one and you can be our second king so you come up and stand here okay and jesus tells a story about this king okay mark this is going to get confusing mark beacom decides that he is um going to go to war okay you ready to fight Yep, and you have 10,000 men with you. Now, we don't have 10,000 today, but we'll get 10. Okay, so 10 soldiers. So 2, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, and 2 Beacombs. Stand up. Stand up. And turn this way. Okay, I think you know what's coming. So Mark Beacombs with his army of 10,000. Okay, each of you are 1,000 fearsome warriors. And over the hill comes Mark away. And how many does Mark have, can you see, in verse 31? 20,000. So all the choir need to stand up. That's 2, 4, 6, 8, 9. And the next row, and the next row, and the next row. And how many have we now? 9, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, yep, 20. Brilliant. Now, do you think, Mark Beacon? Seeing this vast army, do you think you can win? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Your soldiers think you do. I think we're mad. You realise that you're not going to be able to win against all these people. So you're not? No. So what do you do? You ask for peace. You come and shake his hand and say, I'm sorry for ever annoying you. (laughs) And everyone gets to sit down and we don't have to fight any battles today. Thank you. And Jesus tells that story to say, are you ready to keep going even if you're outnumbered? Even if... Loads of people are against you. Even if people uh, don't want to be your friend and they want to fight against you, will you keep going? Are you determined to follow Jesus? Jesus says to count the cost, to make sure that you're ready to pay it. It's not easy. But it is worth it. You see Jesus had already counted the cost for him. Remember that he is on the way to Jerusalem. That he as we remembered at Christmas came down from heaven. He gave up his place in heaven to come to this earth to die. Think of the cost. It cost him. Think how committed he was. For us. And because of that. It is worthy. He is worthy. And it is worth it. Because Jesus gave up his all for us. We should give up. Our all for him. To put him. In number one. To follow him. And do what he wants us to do but we need to count the cost to decide if we're ready to follow now I've brought one final thing to show you today from our table anyone guess what it might be from our table at home and then just going, what? what is it What's that? Salt. Salt. And what do you do with it? How how does it work? Yeah, Yeah, so I put my hand here. And anyone do it, Jimmy? Just twist that top bit. Hard. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. So what's that? Salt. Salt. Brilliant. You can sit down again now I know that salt is bad for you if you have too much of it but sometimes you need a wee bit of salt to add flavour to your spots so you do but it's only good if it's actually salt see if this was just wee tiny stones painted white it wouldn't be very nice, sure it would it would be horrible to eat crushed up stones in your dinner. I'd have to throw it away. I wouldn't be able to eat my dinner either. And Jesus calls his disciples, you and me, he calls us salt, the salt of the earth. Because we're to add flavour. But if we turn back, if we realise that the cost is too much, if we stop following him, then the salt just becomes stones it loses its saltiness it'll be worthless jesus wants us to be salty to follow him to put him number one and it is worth it even though it's hard it's worth it because he is worth it he counted the cost he came to save us by giving up all for us And he calls us to count the cost and follow him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for all that he did for us. In coming to this earth. In giving up his life in order to save us. Help us as we hear his call to follow him. Help us, Lord, to count the calls and to joyfully follow him. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.